Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, hello. This is George, and I am calling all Angelinos. This is a quick reminder that if you're in Los Angeles the week after Thanksgiving, I will be running my new hour of stand-up on Wednesday, November 29th at the beautiful Elysian Theater. And I will be also joined by two very special guests, Stradio Lab favorites, Nori Reed and Jamie Loftus. I am really excited about the show. I did a version of this hour in Brooklyn right before Sam and I went on tour, and it was Honestly, one of the best nights of my life. So I'm excited to see how it will be received in Los Angeles. Maybe you guys will hate it. And that is okay because you know what? Knowing that also has value. And I will thank each audience member individually with a smooch on the lips if that happens. So if you are in LA on Wednesday, November 29th, come to the Elysian Theater, E-L-Y-S-I-A-N. And the link for tickets is, get this, elysiantheater.com slash shows slash George. I mean, how chic is that? All right, see you there. Enjoy the app. Bye. Podcast starts now. What is up, everyone? We are coming at you live <laughs> from a few weeks in the past. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we both have bright pink smoothie bursting through our veins. We, if you can sense a a, a, a calm within us, it is because we have had a fourteen dollar smoothie and we are about fifty percent through it. Are you? Are do you sense a calm? Because I feel like this has there's something in here that's not doing good things for me. Well, mine is called a power shake. There's a su- <laughs> su- there's some sort of artificial sweetener, and it's not stevia. <laughs> I you're right. I actually don't feel calm at mm-mm, all. Mm-mm. And well, I think the, I feel jittery. I feel like I'm on drugs. I feel like I'm on drugs. I think the biggest issue was that to be two gay guys in Midtown ordering smoothies, pink ones by the way, pink smoothies, and chit chatting about our little nights. Mm-hmm. It was. I felt judged. I felt vulnerable. I felt. Um, not cool. Yeah, everyone that was walking past us, we'd say, don't listen to this. <laughs> Keep this- walking, mister. 
<laughs> what I did last night is my I, business. I spat my pink smoothie right at three people in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're on the local news. I, I actually had to order five smoothies because I kept um, pouring them over people. He spent upwards of $100. I spent upwards of $100. They kept pouring smoothies. my pink smoothie on innocent passersby who were trying to ask us where to go for, to get the subway. Yeah. Well, and I do want to say I don't feel calm for sure. There are drugs in here, but I do feel less um, bad, if that makes any oh, sense. Oh, yeah. Well, it's drugs. <laughs> That's sort of what drugs do is they make you not feel good but feel less bad. Yeah, I'm feeling numb to something. Yeah, well, there's also something about we won't dox the company that made these smoothies, but let's just say it's not an independent mom and pop shop. It is very much a international conglomerate that's potentially owned by the United States military. I mean, and but that is actually the most comforting part. Really? So you are... To me, I saw that and I said, this will be completely middle of the road in a way that will be good. Oh, you like having low expectations so that mm-hmm. you can't be disappointed. Yeah. It actually was more expensive than I thought because I was like, they sell these in Michigan? Like, <laughs> I was like, who in Ohio can afford this? Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean... Let's talk about the fact that a smoothie and or shake is never actually as satisfying as you want it to be. And by the time you're done, you actually feel disgusting, even if it is branded as a health drink. Well, and they all try. How about if you're opening a new smoothie place? Mm. Here's what I want you to do. Mm. Lean into the fact that it is unhealthy. Make it the McDonald's of smoothies. Make the Dairy Queen of smoothies. Just so you like, want a milkshake, a vanilla milkshake. I just want them to be like. It's not about the health. Right, 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 right. Just don't. No, there is something so dishonest about it. Also, stop putting ingredients in it that are fake. Do you know what I mean? There, it's all like <laughs> chemicals and minerals. You're like, no. I'm. You like the fake ingredients? I'm still. You're working from a space of uh, knowing that there is fake in here. There is literally. I'm not willing to accept that fact yet. Okay, so what do you think it is? I think it's all natural. Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're dealing with sort of um, unpasteurized oh. milk. I think we're dealing with um, p- berries that were picked in upstate New York. <laughs> I, I think we are dealing in pure organics. Well, I'll tell you one thing that's in your favor is that it is actively decomposing in front of our very eyes. Like, like when we got these smoothies, they were bright pink. I would say I could sense a potential brand partnership with Barbie the film. Mm-hmm. Now we're going towards gray fast. <laughs> yeah, because they're just so real mm-hmm. that they are going bad faster than we can drink them. Yeah, wow. That is really interesting. And I just got food poisoning, actually, and that's how I know that <laughs> that's they're That's how real. they're good. Huh. Huh. Okay. Do you think there's any snack that could ever satisfy anyone? You know what snack I, I've never actually eaten, but think could be fun to get into? Yeah, yeah. Beef jerky. Huh. I've never in my life, something about it, it was too, like, dirty basement coated totally. for me to enjoy it. And I was scared of it, to be honest. It also felt like, you know, there was something about it where it, was like, it felt like there was a secret way to do it that I didn't quite understand. I really think the only, and this is a liberal use of the term snack because I'm about to mention a drink, the only thing that could ever actually cause something resembling satisfaction inside me is a Diet Coke in a movie theater. And I, like, everything else is a disappointment. You think, if it's candy, you think it's going to be better than it actually is. It's not as good. If it's some, if it's like a nice meal, you end up spending $500,070. It, it, okay. There's something about the clarity of a Diet Coke at a movie theater. I have one. What? My favorite snack. Ready? Peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Just on their own? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm. Am I being insane? You're crying. <laughs> I'm being persecuted. I'm being more persecuted for pe- liking peanuts than I was for having a pink 
shake. <laughs> Wait, so so you mean because you know my actually second choice would have been chocolate. Sorry, peanut M and M's. You have had a, a movie sweet tooth. I know I don't. Diet Coke. That is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I actually think in my normal life, if I'm not at a movie, my ideal snack is like potato chips. Like I'm a savory queen. I don't want, I would never sit down and have like, like gummy worms. Sure. But, a, but, but the chips, they don't stick in your stomach. You know, you need, you need well, some protein. What? It's not a meal. I'm not putting them in a plate and I'm like bon appetit. Well, are you oh, not going with a glass of cab? Are you not hungry? When you have a I, It's a snack. Wait, you, so so <laughs> this is a, a big And you think peanut oh, because peanuts have protein, you think that, that you think a snack should have protein? Yeah. By definition. Yeah. When I have a snack, it's because I am hungry. Oh, it's because you need like a a protein fix. Yeah. Huh. Well, you know, I'll say this. <laughs> Actually my favorite snack. Doing a little I mean, it's what now the kids are calling girl calling girl dinner, I'm afraid. Sure. <laughs> but sure, it's sure. like to to do a little little cold cuts, little Sliced carrot, cucumber, a charcuterie and then board. A charcuterie board. Let me tell you something. Take some yogurt. Literally put dill in it. The end. You are. It's a, already ranch. You are addicted to yogurt. It's sickening. Well, it's my heritage. <laughs> sort of all we have. Our economy is in shambles, and ancient Greece was many millennia ago. That's true. Well, you have vacays. You'll always have Mykonos. <laughs> That's true. We'll always have Mykonos. Um, okay, so I think we have explored a lot. I think we have proven that we've never been on more different pages. Our smoothies are growing mold as we speak because of how fresh they were. <laughs> there are bugs in them now. There are bugs in them. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think we should bring in our guest? I think that would be genius. I actually sort of, okay, let's bring her in because I'm sort of already obsessed with her um, outlook for this episode. Because she came in and she said, I'm a producer. She said, she said, scrap what you've been up to. <laughs> she said, she said, first of all, shut up. <laughs> well, and it was beautiful because it was like respectfully. Oh my God, absolutely. Respectfully? No. And actually, wait, we have to talk about, okay, wait, please welcome Yamanika Saunders. Hello. Hi. <laughs> wait, Yamanika, I actually, I'm obsessed with one thing you did, which is you came yeah. in, never have I seen anyone be nicer, smiling, hugging, like so sort of like immediately making eye contact with everyone or whatever. All of that to mask the fact that you came in and actually wanted to take over the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I the the way I enter is uh, is up for grabs. Yeah, any room. I'm a Scorpio, so I'm very moody and emotional. Um, but what I try to do is make sure that I engage with everyone in a space that's only respectful to mm -hmm. do that. Um, so uh, everybody's giving their time and energy to be here. It's something that I probably don't want people to say out loud because I have a reputation of being a bitch. So I never well, really? want people to. Absolutely, men hate me for a lot of reasons. <laughs> I'm independent, smart woman. Um, oh, you should stop doing that. I know. You know. Oh my god. Yeah, aren't you trying to make it in this town? Uh, I know. I know. I know. I know. But um, you just start yeah. just dropping things and being like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I was very interested in the conversation. Although I have micro produced this um, podcast and hopefully <laughs> taking it away from the way you guys pitched it to yeah, be sold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I got obsessed with gummy worms. Let me just say this. Okay, out of really? nowhere, out of huh. nowhere, I just was addicted to the gummy worms. The gummy, like the gummies that have like the little marshmallowy thing at the bottom of it, the little yeah. white, like yeah. marshmallow. So I was obsessed. So I was just in Vegas. I went to 7 Eleven. 
probably 7-Eleven times. <laughs> like, I went there just to get bags because I went to Target and it didn't have the gummies that I wanted. And I've been putting in aggressive orders against my trainers. Um, my trainer took DoorDash and Instacart and Uber Eats off my phone because I'm not supposed to be in this situation at all. Um, and um, she doesn't know that I st- I put Instacart back just because I need I'm not gonna go get my groceries. Well, I have we a question. Instacart is groceries. She doesn't yeah. want you to get groceries. She doesn't. No, she's like, oh, you know, you know, she's, you know, it's like the discipline you have to have to be someone. Like yeah. she is. She's like, a you can trainer. only make things with it's, things you find in the house. Yeah, you must she's, forage. No, yeah. you know. Listen, first of all, I want to say shout out to Naima who trains me. I, um, she has helped me. I've, decreased 30 pounds since I've been with her and uh, we box we train I lift I'm I'm deadlifting I'm leg pressing Um, I mean I remember there was a time where I was like at 10 pounds oh my god God. so like whenever I'm on the road and I'm working at like at a hotel you know uh, recently I was working out and we were doing a virtual session and the guys were like I'm like looking for the dumbbells that I need and the weights and and the guys are like, what do you? Oh, we we think the fifteen. They don't have fifteens. The fine. We don't think they have a fine. I'm like, I'm looking. She's telling me to get sixty five, oh. <laughs> right? So like, or sixty, right? So yeah. it's like, then it it becomes this whole thing where I haven't even noticed the growth and like where I started to like now where I am. I would never touch a five pound. No disrespect to five <laughs> or ten. I'm not even at twenty unless it's a certain exercise. Mm-hmm. Like my my minimum is really forty oh. unless I'm doing something that requires me to have two weights at the same time and I'm doing like a squat press or something like that or different rotation. So um, she's right to take these things off my thing but I need the gummies I don't know it's some type of drug and probably because I had one of these smoothies that you guys ate because the fact that you think I don't know where you from like <laughs> Nebraska that you think that this is or it's still sucking on it like you think it's real oh it's fully candy it's not none of it's real not it's, even, none of it no but they but the, they had the, um, berries on the shelf and, and they had yeah the, they had the Sam, berries they there also- for, for, for people like you they're like oh there's berries there and like the first thing I would think is why the fuck is this berries up there like that? And they not using the berries? Right, exactly. Right. They're not I'm like, getting oh, no, them no. from that No, shelf. they not getting them berries from there. No, no, no. That's that's where I, cynical, yeah, you yeah. understand? The de- and then you have like this weird innocence. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like your childhood, everything just kind of went to plan. Yeah. Do you know what I sure. have? I used to have that with is like, okay, you know, <laughs> you know, carrot cake. I was like, oh, carrot. <laughs> so it's basically a salad. Like it's, I would literally be like, I want a dessert, but I want to be healthy. I'll get carrot cake. I mean, I actually feel that way about it's, pie. No, like, well, pie. No. I mean, that's half vegetable. No, no, but even red velvet cake is not made the way you think, like where they're getting these dyes from. Understand that in nature, <laughs> it really, I'm starting to sound like a, a fitness person, which is kind of kind of No, you, but, I love it. Though. But yeah. it is like innate, like I now know the decisions that I'm making that are wrong, mm-hmm. you know? Like when I went to order gummy bears from 7-Eleven, Okay, through Uber Eats. Okay, <laughs> going. This is this is five dollars, and I really need to add more to justify this guy coming from the Bronx to my house. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, yeah. Right. So, what did you add? You know, things that don't make any sense, like chicken wings from Seven Eleven. Child. <laughs> <laughs> They got shit at 7-Eleven that they shouldn't have at 7 Don't. Totally. Why do you ha- Why is this like 
some type of a chef place, right? When I went to 99.6 Jacks, yes, there was a time when I had to go to 99.6 on purpose. Now I go there for nostalgia. <laughs> and because it's a strike again, and, and I need to go to 99.6 Jacks, okay? Because I didn't save well. <laughs> I went into 99.6 Jacks. They got a whole food section with... Uh, chicken wings, mm-hmm. sausages, and I said, "Wait a minute!" Now I see a whole bunch of women, right, digging in there because women pride themselves on getting the. Di- I saved my man, you know. We went to and it all worked, and I'm like, "Oh, you picking up this? Everybody in the family going to die." <laughs> <laughs> How in the world do you get chicken wings for ninety nine yeah. cents? Because over at Diagostino's, honey. <laughs> They start at least at 10 something. <laughs> so you have to ask, where have the shortcuts? Sure. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. No, it is true. It really does all add up. It's math, quite frankly. And you were clearly an AP calculus. <laughs> I Listen, I was, and then also was so defiant that I wasn't. Mm-hmm. This is who I was as a student. I'm. This doesn't make any sense to me. And I know you're telling me that it makes sense, but it don't make no damn sense. Now- I'm telling you why it don't make no sense. The book's telling you that it makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to you because you trained to learn this bullshit for it to make sense so you can get paid. Right. I'm not in that right now, right? I'm still a student. <laughs> I haven't lapped on anything and said, this is my path in life, right? <laughs> so this is not my path. This is not correct. Right. Right? And this is why I spent a lot of time in detention. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. A lot of time, sassy pants, sassy pants was on the thing. Demerit, demerit, demerit. Because I wasn't going for the foolishness. Now, what I will tell you is this. At some point in time, I had to get that in the environment that I was in that was very innocent like yours, right? Mm-hmm. I looked like a bitch that was brought up in the wild streets of like whatever the fuck is happening right now, right? I don't know what it is. One minute it was Chicago, then it was Detroit, then next thing you know, they said, oh, it's Alabama, really? So wherever it's popping off right now, that's where I look like I came from. I came from the suburbs of Maryland. Couldn't be any more Suburbs innocent. of Maryland? Of Aberdeen, Maryland. There was wow. zero people there. We used to go to the graveyard just to have fun. Do you understand? Because yeah. that's where all the motherfuckers was. They were dead. <laughs> <laughs> so boring upbringing, cow pastures, the whole thing. The whole, the, no, and there was a part of me that said, this is not, I cannot live this way. Mm-hmm. I have to shed this innocence because when I get out into that world, it's going to destroy me. You understand? Mm-hmm. And I shook it off. And I learned. I learned how to be a predator. <laughs> oh. Do you understand? I hear you. So and what are you pre- predating? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's your prey? Yeah, who's your prey? So let me tell you something. I am a predator. Uh-huh. I've learned to be a predator right. so that I know how not to be prey. But I am not a predator so that I can predatorize. Oh, mm. you identify as a predator, but you're not practicing. It's I can see a predator and understand how a predator works. When I told you when I came in here and yeah. I'm circling around trying to figure out what street I'm on, instantly I've clocked a man that has watched me walk up and down here looking fucking jazzy. Okay? Of course. <laughs> Who the fuck is this bitch? Come on. <laughs> He's thinking something. Something's going on with me or I got good pussy. One of the okay, two, yeah. both is right. Now, <laughs> I'm clocking him, right? Yeah. He doesn't know I'm clocking him because I'm not going to clock that I'm clocking him, he right? He thinks you have never I'm, noticed anything oh yeah, in your I'm surroundings. I'm twirling like yeah. Mary Tyler Moore, like I just got to New York City. <laughs> I get what's happening here. Yeah. So when he comes over to me, he goes, are you lost? Beat it. I live here. <laughs> Beat it. Right? Yeah, you got a new chick, right? You thought you was going to... I was like, oh my God, I'm looking for that. No, beat it. <laughs> I live here. 
And then he goes, well, I just see you. You're looking around. I know where I am. I know exactly where I am, huh? You want me to be an innocent? Well, I'm thinking, like, oh, you want me to be an innocent victim here, right? So all of a sudden, you're going to ask me to get in your van. Or I just take you a couple. No, you're not going to take me nowhere. Not unless I want to go. <laughs> and then if I want to go, I'm driving your van. You understand what I'm saying? So you have to learn how to be depressed. Only to find out that sometimes, hey, you make yeah. a misstep. Sure. Yeah. Because which street I thought I was on, and I told him, I know where I'm at. He said, you actually two blocks away from there. I said, okay. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes it don't work. But I guess, guess what? I didn't get in the van I didn't want to get into. True. And I also didn't go buy a $14 smoothie and pretend <laughs> that the shit was made out of real fruit. <laughs> It's wow. to die for, by the it's way. To die for. The more we talk about it, the wor- the worse we talk about this smoothie, the more your body's <laughs> like, oh, you got to have it. Oh, my God. I mean, well, imagine talking about the smoothie and not taking a sip. Well, you know what I did? You know what I did, which is even worse than Sam, and I'm going to come out and say it. Sam got the smoothie, okay? He thought it was made of real fruit. You know what I did? <laughs> got the equivalent one from the vegan menu because I thought that will be healthier. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not a vegan, mm-hmm. I said, "Oh, he his has vanilla milk. Mine mm-hmm. has coconut milk. I'm mm-hmm. gonna live forever." Yeah, and that is actually dumber than thinking it's made of real fruit. Well, listen, milk milk come from cows that we ain't got <laughs> no business having no milk milk from them. Yeah, you understand know what I'm saying? Sure. That's like me going to your house, going, "Hey, can your mom breastfeed me?" It don't make no <laughs> sense. But at the same time, coconut also got their shit mm-hmm. right. Not yeah. everything is completely flawless. It's good in whatever it's in. But here's the thing. Go into something and know that you're going into something because you really want to go into something and not to try to make the aesthetic of everything look good, right? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Stradio. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, 
Oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. And I have a bone to pick with these vegans. Uh oh. Yeah. I've please. listened. One Thanksgiving, I said something on Comedy Central about uh, turkey or whatever the hell they be eating. That why are you even making it sound like it's a turkey if it ain't? They went rogue. Yeah. Because they don't eat a lot and they hungry because they don't have they a have lot of the nutrients and the proteins sugar. that yeah, they need because they out here making shit. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So now we had a, a, a falling out. So I don't have no problem falling out with them because they also not that strong because they um hungry all the time. <laughs> and I'm going to get flack for that because they're like, we're very strong. We do. Yeah, okay. All right. Go eat your carrot. <laughs> well, now, you saying that your favorite snack is peanuts is very vegan to me. That's true. No, peanuts is, peanuts is, I instantly thought boring. Sure. <laughs> no, because my grandparents, that's what, that was, they, they, are you from uh, Sumter, South Carolina, Timminsville? <laughs> I was born are in you? Charleston, South Carolina. Hi. I'm hitting on <laughs> Oh my God. God. This is a South Carolina thing. That's what they love, peanuts in South Carolina. My grandparents would eat peanuts. They would go to Lexington Market, get two big bags of peanuts, two for five, right. and a Pepsi. Or Coke. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it's all about. Problem. To me, I'm like almond is the default. I, you know, I'm like President Obama. I have seven almonds as a snack, <laughs> whereas I would never do that with peanuts. <laughs> Pl- please, uh, your please, response. Please. <laughs> is this a thing? Oh yeah, President. Is am I making that up? No, I think that's. There right. was like some interview where he was like, "As a snack, I'll have seven pe- seven almonds." <laughs> And and also like supermodels do it too. Yeah. Can I just make I, I I don't like to blow the behind the scenes. Sure. But this is how I know y'all crazy, right? <laughs> because instantly you said this wild ass fact. Homeboy over here was like, "Yep, this is how they get down." And I felt the heat from him over here. The brother like, "Let me get on my phone because I'm tired of them with this nonsense." And he he felt so comfortable because he like, "It's another black person here today. She gonna handle it. I can take a break." But brother, I want you to take your Black History Month break from the nonsense today. You hear me? Because I felt the comfort. I said, "Okay, he used to the shenanigans, right?" Okay. Oh, he is used to more than you can imagine. Oh, I I, I already know y'all running him through the call. Let me tell you something. If y'all don't get him a gift on Juneteenth, I'm gonna have a problem. Okay. Cause he done been put up with a whole bunch of shit. I'm telling you, Phil. I'm telling y'all. We'll get him a really beautiful nut mix from uh, from Fresh Direct. No, no, don't get him nothing basic like that. You go find one of the damn vibraniums in Wakanda and bring it back to him. Don't do nothing this. simple. It is a known fact that uh, that President Barack Obama. Nobody on all knows that except crazy ass white people that got way invested in President Obama for no reason at all. That you know he has. Seven almonds? Oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> you know, we needed that. We needed that. You need you do. You need a reprimand. We really people <laughs> have been so nice to us. Because now true. they come into the studio and they're oh, yeah, like, they're so they're like oh, with us. thank you. Thank you. And, and it's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. We need to be yelled at. Mm-mm-mm. And I actually told Sam, I was like, yeah. when Yamanika comes, I want her to get mad at us. The, yeah. Here's the thing. And this is where people get it confused. Yeah. The people that are nice to you mm-hmm. just for the sake of being nice actually don't even love you. It's the people that will say, I'm not mad at you. I want you to know how crazy the shit is you <laughs> said, right? So I can only do it by making myself look crazy. Just so you can we can have an imprint of crazy. You're like, of why course. You looking like that? I'm looking at you like, why you know that you got seven almonds? This is actually, I think about this all the time because one time, 
during the only period of my life where I've been in therapy, I would describe things my mom would, my Greek mother would say to me, and then the like white American therapist would be like looking at me as though they were bad, and I'm like, no. She's like looking out for me by being very mean to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you can't ask white people from South Carolina and shit like that because here's the thing, right? How many times did your grandmother go upside your head? Uh, I mean, n- never. Okay, exactly. You, nobody went upside your head. That's why you think the world is still made of real fruit. The reality is when you get somebody to go upside your head right away, you say, oh, boop, guess what? There's reality. I'm the sweetest person. I'm loving. I'm so empathic do you understand uh-huh. like sometimes that's why I gotta distance myself from people cause I feel people's pain mm-hmm. I'm the person who's gonna if I got a hundred dollars I'm gonna give it to the homeless person cause, cause I can't make change that's who I am I have to protect myself from being like that you understand what protected me was going real reality is a little bit of my grandfather saying people who are on the streets are playing a game right uh-huh. and me going that can't be true for everyone Understanding that he knows people hustle. I didn't know that people hustle. So now I know that people hustle, but also let me not put myself out, but also let me not be judged if I have a little cash to give someone to go, do you need it? I have it extra to give you. You can have it. It's reality, and it's also still trying to maintain being a human being. Mm-hmm. And it's very tough, and I feel it all the time, which is why oftentimes I come off bitchy, can be very direct, all kinds of things. But at the end of the day, I don't want to hurt anybody. You're very <laughs> innocent. I can see it on you like the, and you're turning like red. You know what I mean? Like you, that's the thing when you white like that, it's crazy. You like a mood ring, right? You don't know what's happening here. You know what I'm saying? Because this is all coconut all the time. You know what I mean? You like turning blue, purple. I one moment I was like, are you going into the morgue? What's happening? So, you know, I feel that I'm connecting to you on a certain level. I want to just make sure that all of the niceness that you have, which I'm sure is very authentic, you are not playing yourself in the process of being nice, that you are undermining your own integrity to make sure that you don't go overboard with other people and you're not serving yourself I really don't think you are. I actually think Sam has really good boundaries where sometimes I'll find myself without, I'm trying to say this without saying any specifics. It'll be like my instinct is always to, let's say okay, let's say someone's like can I work on something with you guys? I'm just going to say broadly. And we don't want to work with them. My instinct is to be like you know, we're so busy over the next few months, but let me get back to you in February, I promise. And Sam would never say that. Like, Sam will literally say no. I would probably say, like, like, I would probably say it's not something we're interested in working on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. What would you say? (laughs) I understand what you mean. Yeah. I I understand. Your overcorrecting is because of the presence, right? I do that, too. I always You don't have to overcorrect. It's a, it's a weird thing because, like, in the back of the, of the feeling is the feeling like, I want to make sure you're not doing this because of the niceness. Mm-hmm. But because he gets he has this innocence, no one takes anything that he's saying that could be direct as a real insult. Oh, I see what you're saying. Whereas I, yes, you're absolutely yeah. right, actually, because yeah. yeah. I'm always fighting against, I'm always worried that I'm coming across as cold 
or mean or condescending or something. Mm-hmm. So I feel the need to overcompensate. And often I will find myself being fake because I'm like, oh, you girl, come yeah. on. You know, like <laughs> yes. there's also something yeah. interesting, which I actually need your input on this because I one, I feel like you can see us in such a clear way. I feel and naked. I'm Miss Cleo's <laughs> daughter, Miss <laughs> Cleette. <laughs> well, there's... did I just date myself with that? Rep? No, no. We all know. Know. Seriously, Google it. Who's Miss Cleo? <laughs> <laughs> But what I'm wondering is people but, do reach out to George when they want something from the two of us. Is that true? More so. I feel like you get way more people being like, like if they're interested in doing the pod, they'll reach out to you uh, and not to me. And I, you would think. It would the, be the opposite because I'm yeah. allegedly more intimidating. Right. Yeah. It Okay. So human nature. This is really what we're, this, this is, you guys have actually illuminated something for me. Right. Human nature. That's what I fight against, which is why the perception of me is always uh, very unstable because human nature can be unstable. And, and for all of the positives that you have with this temperament that you put on display and all the negatives you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the same time, if I need something done because of the perception of the dynamic here, I'm not going to go to you mm. so that you can go to him and he can tell you no. I'm going I'm to start right with him if he's the person I think is going to say no or the person that makes the decisions and try to, you know, work him without involving you. Yeah. So they're going over your head. They're not, you know what I'm saying? That's what they think they're doing. Yeah. Oh, totally. I see. They think I'm CEO. Yeah. And you're COO. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Do you know what I'm noticing with you? <laughs> I, you know what? What? <laughs> I'm going to say something to you after this. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I'm so no. scared. And no, SFW. Scared. <laughs> it's actually going to be something very funny that we, our eyes connected in a way on something. And I, I just want to say. Is it about me? No, 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 no. It's it's about a vibe I caught that's okay. an undertow to something else. But <laughs> it's uh, it's. It's not for everybody. Okay, case. you're yeah, a psychiatrist well, with a medical degree. I hope not. I'm on every pill. I have anxiety, depression, ADHD. <laughs> well, that's how you know you're, you're a professional. Expert. You know all the you, you have all the medications. <laughs> wow. You're prescribing them to yourself. Unbelievable. Well, you know, since we're psychoanalyzing, you know what okay. I noticed about you? Yeah. Is Ooh. like is very No, but it's this like like it's this awareness, hyper awareness of how you come across, so you defensively come across a different way mm-hmm. immediately. Like so many since you've been here, you it's like people think I'm this, but I'm actually that. I'm yeah. actually this, but people think I'm this. So then, yeah. in order to intercept people thinking I'm this, I become that. Do you ever get lost in that calculus? Yeah, yeah. a lot. And I think uh, like up until recently, maybe even this year, yeah. it's been a huge problem. I grew up in, uh, I I always say my life was a life of contradiction. So the perception I'm always fighting against is also inadvertently the perception that I give off because the way in which I have to protect myself. Mm -hmm. Um, It, uh, to explain to people um, how I really want them to see me right everybody wants to be seen for who they are right not what they represent but who they are is um i was very innocent you know Mm -hmm. very conservative very sheltered i grew up you know my family got into the ministry when i was very very young and my grandparents opened up a church and 
you know, became pastors and, you know, there was the whole conflict with that of like my grandmother really doing a lot of things that in the Christian faith, a lot of times they don't want women to have access to. So it's sort of this understanding of like a submission to God and his will and the things that it means to be a woman, but at the same time knowing that uh, God has no respect a person, but we also as humans have respect a person, right? So you're living in a lot of like uh, uh, dualities of how you feel about yourself or how you're perceived. Then when I got into stand-up, which was, you know, really out of my control, but more of, a, 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 I guess, a blessing, right? Um, because I was being trained to be an actress, and I'm classically trained in the theater. So I would always put my emotions in that, right? So I didn't have to live them as a real person. I could just put them into these sort of characters that I would create. Even in that environment, being a black girl was very limiting because I didn't have the characters in which I could express myself in different dynamics as the white girls could. Um, but I've also been somebody who is not interested in resting on um, that obviously there's a lot of racism that is happening here in this country and there's a lot of things that affect me uh, disproportionately as a black person. Um, but I also was in an environment where it was all white and people would call me the N-word every day and a porch monkey and all these other things and that I also have to deal with that, right? So it's a lot of things and everywhere I turn, somebody's attacking me for something that I can't control and it causes you to put up a wall and defensiveness. So I am quick and very funny mm -hmm. because I've had to attack people back and I've never chose to be the person that got attacked and then felt victimized. I always felt like, if you attack me, I will attack you back with no qualms because you started it. Yeah. My philosophy is when uh, Michelle Obama, who we all love, and those arms, girl, I miss them. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get my arms like that, but the flap. When she okay, says they go it? high, no way, they yeah. they go high. I know what I'm saying. <laughs> they go high and 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 uh, they go low. You go high, and I say, while I respect her, I believe that sometimes when people go low. You already be down there. Mm -hmm. So when they get down there, you go, what took you so long? Because we all going to get down on the ground. And that's what people don't want to fight against. So when you say I interject, like, I'll say something about my arms. I'll say something about my weight. Uh, it's no issue for me, really. It'll be something to just be like, before you think I'm getting on this high horse, sure. boom, here's some reality checks real quick that I already know you're dealing with. We can laugh at them about real quick. And then we're going to go back into this thing. Because I'm... Whatever I'm fixing here in my mind to try to make everything balance is not what's happening in everybody's mind that I am talking to. People have their perceptions. They're going to have their perceptions. They're going to have their understandings. They're going to have all of that. There is nothing wrong with me trying to ingratiate myself just a little bit to a part of the humanity mm -hmm. with them that we can connect on, which is humor, and then still get my point across. Right. And the people who cannot go deep with me and don't understand it because I'm a very complex person. And that's not me blowing smoke up my own ass. I'm just saying the complexities of all of us, but I'm embracing them. They're going to reduce it to, oh, she's just this, she's that. Okay, I'm not interested in them. And a lot of times we spend so much time being interested in the people who are not interested in really getting to know us that we leave all of these people out that want to get to know us. And I've been doing that for a long time, mm -hmm. running behind trying to convince people. It doesn't matter. My tribe is back here. Do you feel like <clears throat> chasing people who you feel like are not interested in you and trying to get them interested interested in you presents more of a challenge and therefore you think that is like 
because it's more difficult, it's more valuable. You're like, why would I engage with these people who are already interested in me? That seems easy and therefore is not like as fulfilling or something. Um, my parents fell in love early mm -hmm. and probably wasn't ready to have me, right? Although they were very much in love and had a beautiful love story. Um, my mother had things that she wanted to do in life, and my grandparents wanted to see her fulfill those things. My mother was an audio-video engineer, technician for a couple of uh, PBS stations around the country. She worked as a top 40 disc jockey at a couple of top 40s around the country. She was able to move in the way that she needed to because my grandparents had me solid to raise me as someone who's raised with a mother and a father uh, in, in their lives, right? In, in all of that that I had, my grandparents giving me everything, taking care of me, I never wanted for anything. I never felt like the, there was something that I couldn't do in this world. They pumped me with positivity at all points, told me everything that I want was accessible to me. It still did not erase the fact that as my parents are doing their thing, because my grandparents think they should, right? that there's not some sense of maybe abandonment mm -hmm. on my end, right. right, that I feel. So I do have chased abandonment, mostly with maybe romantic partners, more so than I had the confidence to not chase abandonment with, like, friends and stuff like that, but maybe lovers, right? And then mm -hmm. it becomes this part of you where you go, because I love this person so much and because I'm loving and because I'm sweet and because I think about you and because I would do anything for you, I can't believe that somehow we got to this place where you don't value, you don't see that as valuable. And you think that there's a deficit with the way that you are communicating who you are to this person without realizing that it doesn't matter what this person thinks or doesn't think. It, if I have been in love. I have been in love twice in my life. Mm -hmm. And for the love of God, no matter what I did, I kept moving further and further away from whatever started because the guys that I met that I fell in love with met this. And the person that they go home to is the person that's like, hi, babe, you want something to eat? You, mm -hmm. And it's who the fuck is this? Who's this? <laughs> right? But they won't let me have both of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always got to be like, I got to be da, 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 da. And so when I'm not that, it's like I'm lying to them somehow. Or you're not the woman that, oh, you're there's some weakness because there's some femininity to me. Right. So I don't show it, right? Mm -hmm. All perception of other people, which I'm trying to get, as we grow, we get out of. And fortunately, I'm in comedy, right? So I get to talk about a lot of things that irk me and make fun of it and process it through that, a lot of people don't have that. And when I started to get discouraged about how I felt as a person or abandonment and things like that, what I realized, especially during the pandemic, is I had done a, a couple of shows where I was like, let me just do a standalone show at the cellar and invite people out to come. And what was happening was there were women that were coming and after the show, they would come up to me and they would be in tears. And they would say, you know, I've been in this kind of relationship. I had this going on. I felt so low. I didn't, I'm depressed. Then I started having guys say the same, right? And then I said, oh, okay, here's what's happening. We're like trying to hide 
our vulnerabilities as as people. We just want to be like, yo, I'm bad. I'm this. I'm cool. I'm this. I'm that. Right. Which I give off a lot that I'm like the baddest bitch in the room. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, I am maybe the saddest sometimes. Maybe I'm the most depressed. Maybe I'm the most lost or confused. And I want to be able to have all those things happen for me without me having to give up my bad bitch title. Because sometimes when we don't know how to put that down for one second and go, this is the human part of me that I'm feeling, we are alienating ourselves from growing. And um, I appreciate that where people were telling me not to show vulnerability and not to let my audience know that I have flaws, that I still did it. And it made me connect more with people who go, thank you because I thought I was alone in this. And I'm glad somebody like you is also saying, oh, you have depression. Oh, you have anxiety. Oh, you have ADHD. And I go, yeah, I'm thankful that you're telling me this because one of the reasons why I wasn't able to say I had anxiety or depression or ADHD was because I grew up in a society as a black girl or black child in general. Nobody's giving me the access to say there's something wrong. You know, I have an eye tick that I've been hiding for years. Just like if I get anxiety, my eyes tick. Mm -hmm. And I would always do this because there's a perception of like I cannot be what people could be considered to be crazy. So I'm stressing myself out. I have less of a tick now because I'm not going like who's looking at me and trying to be some example of I want to be contrary to whatever you think a big black woman is. Fuck that. Fuck you. Who cares? This is me. This is what I'm doing. Flaws and all. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I'm like... This, I mean, uh, the way that uh, you the the journey this has been on this episode is insane in a good way. It's, uh, I have to say, so annoying that I now have to speak. I know. I was like, damn. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, and I wasn't trying to usurp. No, 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 no. no, no, no you're, you're not usurping. Saying, no, I, no, I'm saying the opposite. I'm like, I'm like, I just. Well, and this isn't to, to like blow smoke, but it is when you're talking to someone and you're like, oh, you're so much. Um, like wiser wiser and yeah. like self knowing like i feel like like the things i think about <laughs> when when you're talking <laughs> about this i'm like mine aren't as don't has, have as much depth exactly like i've you know when i do stand up i think about like i'm like i'm not thinking about vulnerability and even when i like i'm thinking about like what is a funny joke what is a good joke and then even when i'm trying to like well i'm like well how do i get to a good joke it's like well i find something within myself that i want to talk about that feels personal but then it's like even that i'm like i don't know how to make it feel (laughs) like i don't feel like i'm being vulnerable even when i say something that is true like if about me because i'm like well then i feel like i'm being almost like revealing for revealing sake or something. And well, I do think vulnerability has been sort of like commodified in a way where you almost feel so many people do it in an inauthentic way. Mm -hmm. We'll get up and, and sort of be very strategic about finding the parts of themselves, themselves that make them immediately relatable immediately. You know, it's like ABC. This is what I stand for. Yeah. That even when you are doing it in an authentic way, you feel like you're being hacked somehow. That you are like getting up and doing something about a hardship you've had or something. Yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah, you're like pointing to like almost an ability to truly like look inward and be like, what would I like to share? That like I don't at this point like that's not really how I'm thinking Mm -hmm. in a way like hearing you say that I'm like yeah that's how I should be thinking 
or something? Well, I, you know, part of it is, um, it's, people look for the hard thing, right? It's not all hard. Everything you, what you've heard was around a lot of hardness that I've, I've expressed. But the thing I take from it is like, I was in love twice. Some people don't have that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's in the process of not having somebody weaponize whatever I've gone through against me. I, in terms of like example like guys will weaponize if I have a difficult time as a woman um, getting into a relationship right The they will weaponize it's my weight it's my age it's my unattractiveness whatever it is, they will always weaponize something where I can't never if, if I go from their source I can never really look at what the issue really is because there's been so many layers put on it so I shed those things Right. And I start to look at if I am the problem in this situation, because that's the the other thing is like I never act like I can't be the problem, Mm -hmm. which I think people think there's maybe a level of arrogance that comes off of me, confidence. And I think more so if I'm to be honest it is because I am a black woman in America, right? And people don't want to hear, oh, here we go, the race thing. But (laughs) a lot of times because of the setup, right? Who am I? I've watched white people look at me in the audience and go, who the fuck is this nigga talking all this shit? For real. Mm-hmm. Where'd she get the confidence to talk this shit? Where? <laughs> really, where would I get it? Who gave it to me? My family did. I understand we wasn't supposed to be given this. Unfortunately for you, I, that's, I said if I had another two or three albums down the line, I'm going to have an album called I'm a Black Karen. I completely understand a Karen. <laughs> a thousand percent. I also want to speak to the manager. But you don't think that that would come from, because I'm supposed to be, oh, how can I help you? I'm supposed to be there. Who can I, I be best friends with to help? No, 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 no. I'm a different black woman that you've ever experienced. I'm not here to fucking help you or coddle you. Go fuck yourself. At the same time, if I like you, then we could talk as friends. So there are things where I have to go, Yum, where are you the problem? I'm, in the, I'm the problem a lot of the time. And I am the problem a lot of time because of some traumas in my background. But at the same time, I have to figure out where I'm the problem and where the real reality of what can be changed to get me out of a certain situation. So for me, I know that there's very easy targets for me to get dismantled by. You may not have the same targets that I have, right? So it may not be this access to vulnerability that you have. I'm specifically talking for people who are like real underdogs, whether it's race, religion, or sexuality, or gender. And those are the people that I'm trying to reach. And I'm trying to say to them, listen, here's how we can kind of move the ball a little bit so that we can also not have stress all the time and I'm doing that with comedy and I hope that sometimes the stuff I say it will offend people but at the same time it's also like should it I just I have a joke out right now I have two jokes about Lizzo. everybody going crazy about I ain't never heard a girl's name so much in my life. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't listen to Lizzo because I don't like to listen to young girls with positivity. I'm an old bitch that knows what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Hit me when you're 40, girl, and we really know if you're going to get your hair done and you check your nails. <laughs> so now, as we grow into this thing with, like, Lizzo becomes this, she becomes this person, right, where it's like, look at this 
big black woman who's defying the odds and still finding a way to make herself feel sexy. And then a lot of white women grabbed onto that as they spirit animal. Because totally. mm-hmm. they're like, well, if this big black woman can do it, even though I'm Pollyanna Plain Jane, I can do it too. If I just take on the spirit of Lizzo. So then they started to hold her up in a place, right, that's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. You act like she was Mother Teresa. She never told you that. She never said none of that. Totally. And to act like the things that are being done, and I have no dog in the fight in terms of Lizzo. What I will tell you is somebody who doesn't listen to her like that, just like I said, I, the positivity is too much for me. I can tell you the, the girl is trained, a trained musician, right? Didn't she just touch that thousand-year-old flute and did, <laughs> nobody touched this? Benjamin Franklin was getting his toes done in the White House. So what I'm saying is she touching a thousand-year-old flute with her lips, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. She doing a bunch of dynamic shit. Oh, she's fat, Shane. She's fat. <laughs> like, if we can't keep it real, like, for real, for real, for real, be real. <laughs> she's fat, bitch, and you fat. I'm fat. You worry about a fat bitch calling you fat, bitch? What is happening here? Just be like, yeah, bitch, and you also fat. You what and what? That's why I said it's like two guys arguing in a wheelchair about who gonna stand up. Neither one of you. Roll them down the street. It's the end of the day. We Some of the stuff, we we turn on each other yeah. as being um, underdogs, right? We got this bit. Listen, when you we talk about cancel culture, right? Oh, we don't want, get rid of cancel. Okay, listen, when we was growing up, or when I was growing up in the 80s, okay, tell you where I'm at, people were saying all kinds of wild, reckless stuff that we just had to roll with the punches on. I'm not saying that we in a different time, you don't have to roll with the punches. What I'm saying is, understand I was somebody that also had to condition myself to roll with the punches with these same people that you can't stand. So now I have a little bit of they nonsense in me. Give me some grace to catch up. I don't care about your pronoun, baby. That's they thing. I don't want to talk to you at all. Right? right? So whatever I got to call you to get you the hell out of my face, I'm going to call you that. Right? <laughs> Be to it or he, they, them. Who got to get out of my face? Them or they? Because I want them all gone. Okay, Yamanika. <laughs> There's so much. Don't okay. try to unpack all of that. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna be here all night? Oh my wait, god! Wait, I, don't try to unpack. You won't try. I'm to pack. not back a little bit. <laughs> That's what he does. <laughs> well, I do wanna. I I I wanna get us to a because I know you have stuff to say about straight straight culture, which is the topic of this podcast. And if I don't if I don't give you the, the no, no. if I don't <laughs> turn the spotlight. Onto that, then then it'll be. If people look do like, don't ever bring do her back. What happened? I mean, here? I literally, there were moments where I was like, I was like paying attention, but I was like, are we actually gonna ever try to do our segment? Because how insane to try no, to know, pivot to doing. I pivot. I'm a pivot for you. I'm well, pivot. you know what's no, funny pivot, is pivot, pivot. our our segment. We have a first segment that we do, you know, sort of earlier in the in the episode, and the entire point of it is that it makes no sense, and everyone gets annoyed at us because we're asking you a series of like insane questions, and it would be so. Funny if we did it for you right now, and we're going to. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Our first segment is called Straight Shooters. (laughs) And in this segment, we gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of rapid fire questions where you have to choose this thing or this other thing. And And straight culture? That's all you need to do. And and the one I spent nine years of my life on Fire Island every summer trying to get a gay man to have sex with me in the pines (laughs) while I did poppers. I don't think I know much about straight culture. It's 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 And the one rule is you can't ask you can't ask any follow up questions about how it works. You're gonna you're gonna be confused and you have to just be okay with that. (laughs) Okay. Sam, go ahead. Okay. Celine Dion or a creamy Dijon? (laughs) Definitely creamy Dijon. (laughs) Because I know men don't like Celine Dion. Okay. (laughs) Paying your bills on time or seeking new thrills online? New thrills. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Praying to the Lord or slaying with a sword? (laughs) <laughs> praying to the lord okay being dry on the page or being wet for Nicolas cage <sighs> this is getting worse <laughs> they could go either way i'm telling you yeah A lot of, okay being dry on the page or being wet for Nicolas cage i feel like it's a lot of straight people holding Nicolas cage up that's true i, I feel like a lot uh, disproportionately yeah <laughs> But also straights be dry on the page. Well, yeah. not if you're like a sort of a gay guy with a dry sense of humor. True. Sort of a, a David Sedaris type, of course. But no. I, I feel it's Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Is okay. it? Okay. All right. Good, 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 good. Okay. Someone who is a lowly peasant or someone who is low-key pleasant? First of all, I'm mad y'all went to the Jesse Jackson Academy of Rhyming. <laughs> someone who is a lowly pleasant or someone who is low-key pleasant. Low key pleasant. <sighs> That's... Uh, and I can't ask a follow-up. Mm-hmm. Um...
I'm really thinking about these. I just yeah. want you to know I'm taking it no, very no, no, seriously. I, I know there's a... And we respect it. Now I'm like, what would I answer? It is a tough Pleasant. One. Okay, pleasant. Okay. <laughs> I on. now pronounce you man and wife, or I now denounce this man, Matt Reif. <laughs> Why did the first one be sounding like that's it, and then the second one be like that's it? Um, I, I. Uh, <laughs> Rife. Okay, this is a three. Professor, no. Professor Plum, Colonel, no. Colonel Mustard, or Marjorie Taylor Green. Oh, because green. <laughs> Colonel Mustard. Wow. Okay, Yamanika. I voted for Joe Biden, or I farted just now, pardon. <laughs> I farted. Wow. Wow. Amazing. And that's it. You know, we rank our guest performance on a scale of one to 1,000 doves. Mm hmm. I, that might be perfect score. For I me. think that was a perfect score. I think that was a perfect oh thousand doves, <laughs> which we haven't had in a while, actually. Yeah. I really was thinking about that because I understand, but I'm like, I get it. I get it. It's so much shit was perfect about that. Oh my god, I love that game. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I mean, Our biggest worry was that you wouldn't like it. Yeah, we were sort of like, will she be annoyed at us? Yeah. No, I'm a game person. I love games. <laughs> I do. I do. Okay, Yamanika. So this is normally the part where we where you introduce your straight topic for the episode. But, you know, as we discussed beforehand, as our senior producer, <laughs> consulting and consulting producer, consulting actually, producer. senior consulting producer, <laughs> yes. you've decided to change the format of the of the podcast for just one episode and you wanted to talk more broadly. Yeah. I, I do want to talk more broadly. I think one of the things that I will say that that um, will play into your um, structure here yeah. mm -hmm. is um, I I always find it interesting how um, straight men make fun of women for wanting engagement rings, you know, and the Ooh. rings, right? And it's all that, like, she's got to get the ring, and oh, she's so obsessed with the ring. And then every year they cry if they man don't get a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> this right? is such and, a genius right? point. Yes. It's like y'all was just having a nervous breakdown because he didn't get, what, uh, some ring? And that, you don't even know him. You don't know him. You ain't you invested in him. It's... I mean, it goes back to like anything that's feminine that's ornamental is like bullshit, mm -hmm. and anything that's masculine that's ornamental is like the Empire State Building. Yes. Well, it's also the classic dynamic of like this is the person you love in theory, and you're annoyed at them. Like the <laughs> the whole point is to perform annoyance at your like oh yeah closest partner. Yeah, the old all ball the and chain right. who I hate and right. I want to murder. Right, right. Like, it's like why'd you marry her? Yeah. Like yeah. crazy. It actually makes I think that's actually the thing that would drive me so crazy. I would be whenever there's even like a slight joke at my expense of like, well he always wants this, I'm like, yeah, I do actually. Yeah. I always want that. And yeah. that's fine. Oh interesting. See <laughs> I, I hate like being it rest. I hate being rest. Oh you know, this was actually an early on something I found out about. Like, oh, there yeah. was like, there was a period when I thought, you know, we would host a lot of shows together, and there was, to me, my instinct, especially at that time, was like the way to sort of yes and with someone, improv with someone, mm -hmm. is to like jokingly insult them, basically. Like right. that was I my agree. way, and I feel like that's how I was raised. That's how my parents are. That's how my sisters are. Um, often that is how I would be with a romantic partner, and. I and Sam is a little different. Like he's just like, what? I 
like a little, but of course, there's of a, there's a point where it like crosses over. Yes, of course. And I'm sort of like, well, do you want me to change? Like, uh, there's totally, a little bit totally. of like, okay, it sounds like you're there's something. There's too much truth. <laughs> yeah, and... you're like uh, mad at me. Yeah. Like, do you think it's because you're presenting? And I'm not saying presenting to be condescending, just for yeah, lack yeah. of a better word. That you're giving this vibe that you think there's no holes in it for it to be challenged. Right, like, why would you say that about me when I'm presenting this all this wonderful stuff to you? It's not that necessarily. It's more that I'm like, I don't want to be like, like I, I think I have a, like a peeve around like bickering without mm. substance. Like I'm sort of like, oh, you would hate me. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like you're bickering. No, yeah, but it's like, I, whereas I, yeah, you, you're not really drawn to it as like a sort of type of performance. Yeah, like you're. And actually, I've found this sometimes. I've never expressed this to you, but like sometimes, it's like my boyfriend and I will do that thing where it's like, well, he's, we'll, we'll each sort of be like competing for who is the most like, like he, well, he's annoying because of this, and he's annoying mm-hmm. because of this. And for us, it never is like hiding that we have some actual big problem. It's just like a way to joke around. And sometimes we'll do that in front of you, and I'll actually see your eyes be like scared. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> do they not love each other? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not that I'm like, do they not love each other? This really like, it's almost the same as like watching you guys have sex or something. It's like, oh, okay, you think it's this private. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that's so fascinating. But you yeah. know what? Something you just said that was also very interesting is the performance of it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I. Um, and, and I know my Greeks, baby. I, <laughs> I have shout out. I'm not gonna say his name, but I had a little thing going on with a guy on that worked at a deli. And uh, well, they, they do be working at a deli. A deli. A diner. No, no, a, no, a, diners, a diner. Yeah. A diner. And uh, you know, I get. Let's just say I get a few things for free. Sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, uh, the thoughts I've had about that man. Um, the <laughs> reality is there is this performance. Yeah. So some I see if you and to me it's fun. It's, right. Yeah. It's, it's like to get into the weeds with somebody exactly, and just be exactly. joking around. It does, but I understand if that's not if that's not your safe space, it, it's going to be uncomfortable. Well, it's also I feel like it's a way to almost put my sacrifice myself. It's like oh, I'll be the one. Me and my partner will will do this little performance of fighting, and then everyone else can be entertained by it rather right. than like yeah. rather than going to someone else and be like, so what did you guys do this weekend? Right, and then it's right, like putting right. that on them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, yeah George hasn't asked what I've been up to this weekend in years. <laughs> it's um, I like that though. Yeah. I, I, I like that. None of this conversation has been, uh, from my perspective, anything that I think anybody has to change. It's just getting to know one another. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, and figuring out, um, you know, some. It, it, I've had to make adjustments for people that I want in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I am someone that roasts people all the time exactly you know? yeah and i'm really good at it and then i have to remember to not have those gloves on for some of my friends and family who can't um take it you know and knowing that i can't take it either sometimes like my father said something about my hair the other day and I went into this whole like Maya Angelou poem <laughs> about my father. How can you, with the woman that I am, all you see is head? You know, and it was just like at the end, of my dad and I see him just going like, "What did I?" <laughs> but at the end of it, I'm going, "I dad, all right, I was being sensitive, right? I, I can yeah, copy yeah. that." So I I can uh, uh, relate to people not wanting to be in that vibe sometimes. Mm-hmm. You got to go. You know what? My bad. 
So. And I uh, just for the record, you know, I like when it's playful. I'm no, down I for know. some play. See, I'm like, like reducing you. I'm like <laughs> I'm almost doing in a weird way. I'm actually doing the thing <laughs> that I said you don't like, which is yeah, almost yeah. like oversimplifying your quote unquote quirks in order to make fun of them. <laughs> Yeah, it's so meta in that way. Because it's it's clear to me when it's like a joke, of and when it's like, and I don't think you're some sensitive person right. that I like am walking on eggshells around at right. all. Right. Um, I love the, the you know this is my first <laughs> time seeing you guys together, and I do I love it. Like uh, I love the way that communication. I understand I've worked we, with people uh, yeah. and it's hard. Yeah, it's yeah, very, yeah. I've friends. I've we. I say I can't work with you. Know, we just can't do it for whatever. My, mom the problem. They the problem. We both the problem. It's tough. Yeah. Because there's yeah. a lot of you're also in a relationship here. It's mm-hmm, a lot true, of totally. give and take trust that has to be given, and both dynamic people. Sometimes it comes into play like. You're, um, I've had this a lot. Uh, sometimes I've had it with straight guys, um, overpowering them in performance, right? Um, and then feeling like I need to always tuck myself in to not overpower because if I do overpower, there will be a judgment instead of me acknowledging at this point, I only want to be on place in places where everybody's killing it. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be around somebody who's like, can you not do, or can you? I always tell people, when if I'm headlining somewhere, and they go, what do you want me not to say? Can I not do I'm like, what What act have you been doing? Do whatever you've been, that got you to this point. Mm-hmm. What do I care? I don't care if you blew, da, 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 da. do whatever you're doing. Because I'm coming out there to do what I did. Mm-hmm. And if whatever I'm doing is, has been impeded or I can't clean up what you did, then there's a problem. I shouldn't be headlining. So, you know, we do that. And I'm and I'm I'm I see that with you guys. I, you know, I, I'm sure there's ups and downs in this relationship, but it's good the way you are communicating and the way you were able to say to him, listen, I understand these things and they affect you in a certain way. And and somebody like you, who people probably think never get affected because there's a sort of this cheery disposition, that also there's things that can, you know, perturb you as well. You're mm-hmm. not just some walkover. People can do whatever they want to do to you. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm really cranky all the time. And no one knows that. That Well, this is <laughs> taking away from what I said. But... <laughs> In the beginning, like, we gave you a hard time about the okay. smoothies, but you're more than that. You are. Yeah, you're, you're more, than, you're more you, than that. I'm more than a smoothie. Yeah. I mean, yes, um, you think smoothies have real fruit in them, but <laughs> what else would be in them? You also oh, honey. <laughs> have you ever opened up, what's those cereal that has the strawberry, the special K? That's all dehydrated strawberry. Them strawberries, how's strawberry going to live in a box? <laughs> so they dry it out. It's still got all the nutritional value. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see your kidneys. Uh, <laughs> that is so oh funny. Oh, wow. I mean, should we do our final Oh, segment? my God. Is it time? It's been, I think it is. Is that crazy? I've I mean, been having a good time. I mean, me I mean too. this is amazing. Me too. I think, right? Do you promise you'll keep in touch? <laughs> Of course. Yeah, this can't be a camp oh, thing, no, you know? we can't go back from here, of course. Absolutely. I'm so honored you guys asked me to be here. Thank oh, you. That means the world to You've me. been on, on our, the top of our list for so long. Yeah. I'm I was so almost like, would you want, like, because we're not super close. For I mean, we've met a couple of times, yeah, but yeah, we're not, yeah, like, yeah, really yeah, close yeah. friends. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it'll be, like, a, the vibe will be no, not a perfect I, we're match. We're in the family like, of performers. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's where, listen, um, and I'll say this before we do our last thing. 
I used to do, uh, the only person would do open mics as long as I did. I mean, when I'm already past at professional spots was uh, Mike Lawrence. He also would do that. And that's the thing I liked about our dynamic. He's one of the best writers you ever run into, funniest comics, just a good person, now dad. And we never thought we were too good to do an open mic. And that's not me trying to shade people who go, I'm totally. above open mic, because I understand that's a rough game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we both had that feeling of like, where can we go where the energy is still the same of trying to make something happen and to be around that energy and people working out bits and working, and that's what we want to do. We want to work out bits. We want to work. So it's like, I don't have that where... I'm like, I'm not going to do somebody's thing. I'm not going to, I don't have that at all unless I don't like you. Then I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be bothered yeah. with you or if I'm busy. But I've <laughs> never, I've so many comics have my number that should not have my number. I got some people not to get my number. Like people that started yesterday and they're like, can you do my show with the, and I'm doing some cafe somewhere in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay, girl. Like we have fun. But you know what I'm saying? It's, it's yeah, never going to be that. And course. it should never be that for something that you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Wow. Wow. (sighs) Well, our final segment. (laughs) Okay, I can't wait. Is called shout outs, and so we basically pay homage to the straight tradition of the radio shout out. So think Z100, think TRL. Okay. It's just like it's a it's an incredible straight oral tradition of speaking in this way and shouting something out. And by definition, we always think of them right on the spot. And I haven't thought of mine yet. I actually have one. Okay, I'm gonna think of one as you're talking. A hard left turn. Okay. Okay. What is up, everyone around the globe from sea to shining sea? I want to give a huge shout out to Kunk on Earth. I have finally watched the show that George was like, you got to watch it. I think you'll really like it. And I was like, sure. But you know how it is where as soon as someone recommends something, I'm not interested anymore because now it's not my idea. But this time I said, "Okay, fine. I'll watch this show. I'm in love with this show. I finished it in one second. I want to rewatch it. It's so funny. Jokes are back. Her performance is incredible. Yeah. I've even watched interviews with her now because I'm just like this she is so good at this and she's like perfectly cranky I watched her on Seth Meyers watched the interview she's just like he's like do you like performing and she's like not really and I'm like I love you finally somebody who is like this is famous now Kunk on Earth can't get enough of this stuff um <laughs> Woo, woo. Love that. Okay, I thought of one. Okay. Okay. What's up, listeners out there? Everyone driving in their car or even in an Uber? I want to give a shout out to Epistolary Novels. You know, novels where it's a bunch of letters written to one another. So it'll be like, dear Yamanika, dear George, and that's the entire novel, okay? If you're in a reading rut, guess what's easy? Reading an email. Just, you pick up one of these books, it's like you're reading a bunch of emails, a bunch of letters, you get into the groove of things, usually the chapters are short because they're letters. <laughs> I just finished a book called Happiness as Such by Natalia Ginsburg. It is mostly um, letters between a very passive-aggressive mother and a maybe LGBT son. I was living. We are talking, <laughs> it is 1970s Italy, he's like not answering her letters because he's sort of like a flop, she's like, you've disappointed me again, uh, you know, blah blah blah. I was in it, I was into the characters, you find out so much about people when they're the ones writing the letters and when there's not like an an ammunition narrator. So I'm telling you, get out there, find an epistolary novel, it'll get you back into reading and then you'll be ready to read War and Peace. All right, (laughs) woo woo! Genius. Okay, and Yamanika, whenever you are ready. Okay. 
Um, hey there, everybody. This is Yamanika on the ones and the twos. Yes. And I know you guys are having an amazing day. I just want to give a special, special shout out to the uh, TSA worker that I ran across last mm. week. I didn't get her name, but I believe it might be Bethany. <laughs> she was so humble in uh, reminding me as I sat there waiting for a TSA agent to check my bag that had been pulled to the side almost seven minutes ago. Uh, that when I said to her, yeah, is there anybody that can check my bag, please? I, um, I, I have to catch a flight. And Bethany reminded me, everybody here has to catch a flight. <laughs> And I just wanted to thank her because, of course, yes, of course. But you know what, girl? You so right. I did not realize that I was at the airport, girl. What I meant was I immediately got to catch a flight because I'm already late. Now, I'm almost certain everybody else in here is on time for their flight. And they don't need to get to their flight right now, girl. But mine is boarding as we speak. <laughs> but thank you for that reminder because you know what? Without you, where would I be? On my flight a lot earlier than I was. <laughs> Thank wow, you. Shout out to Bethany. That was amazing. Love that. Wow. wow. I love when people abuse their little positions of power. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. We all got fl- girl, please. <laughs> Think I'm stupid? Wow. When they like preemptively, you're literally putting your bag on and they're like, laptop's <laughs> out. They're like, oh my I god. Know. I haven't opened yeah. it yet. Yeah, yeah. Give me a chance. And then the next time Give I'm me in a chance. The next I'll prove myself. Airport, they're like, actually keep your laptop in. Yeah. Like, oh my god, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me yeah. a set of rules. I will follow them. Mm-hmm. The other day, someone fully grabbed my dick and balls, if I may be so bold. <laughs> like, when doing... Like, I was like, I've been patted down before. I've never right, had right, right. someone fully just be like... Oh. Wow. Mm. Um, don't go through it with a wig on. Because <laughs> when them bobby pins don't hit the way they need to hit on the register, they will make you take your wig off really? and shake it around. Wow. It's embarrassing. So, you wow. know, I try to have braids in my hair. Sheesh. Well, see you at JFK. <laughs> well, thanks so much for doing the podcast. Thank, thank you for really having you guys. Thank you. And thank you to all the listeners. And I I wish everybody nothing but love and success and joy and peace. Oh, wow. And, and with like that, that <laughs> goodbye. Bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 